For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. You know, you know, since we started the spirit prayer, I mean, I have never really taught you guys. Like, I've never taught. But the Lord is putting it upon my heart to start teaching you His Word. So, I am going to follow this lane to show you how to pray. Especially for things concerning the Word. That your eyes may be open to see realities in the world. And you see, it's going to give you a kind of confidence and boldness. If I ask some people here right now, if you die right now, are you going to heaven? You see, it's going to be a long discussion. Some people are going to give me different reasons why they will enter heaven and some will give me reasons why they will never enter heaven. So, now, and some people, most people will say they are not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know whether I will go to heaven. You see, it is because they don't have what is known as the revelational knowledge. Say revelational knowledge. Revelational knowledge. This knowledge is known as epignosis in the Greek. It means the full knowledge. It means complete knowledge. It means a kind of knowledge that has no doubt. You are completely sure. You see, this is the kind of knowledge that does not accept ignorance. This is epignosis. So, I want to introduce you to epignosis. And we can find that <laughs> my spirit rejoices tonight, that the gates, the office of the teacher is open to you, and the blessings of the teacher is sent to you tonight, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. I stand in my office tonight and I declare wisdom and understanding to you in the mighty name of Jesus. The eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. <laughs> Glory. You see, this is how men are raised. This is how men are built. You know, there is time. The Lord is preparing us for a time. You see, there is a time that will come messages, wrong messages will be flushed out. And that is what we are going to do. We are going to flush out wrong messages from Christianity, from the church. We are going to stand against it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. And the Lord is preparing us for that time. 
Can I ask you a question? How many years was David was in the cave? Can you answer me? How many years? Oh, we are not having children's class here <laughs> or Sunday school. I'm just asking. Does anybody have any idea? How many years was David in the cave Adulam before becoming the king of Judah in Hebron? How long? Okay. Seven years. Seven years. David was in the cave for seven years. Now, in those seven years, he was being trained, he was being taught. You see? So, as you stay in the cave, this place is a cave. Let's pray, prayer, Amen. Is a cave. <laughs> You'll be trained. You'll be taught. Your fingers will be trained for war. Mazepeleki soprakonda baragata taya. Robosebeki zazaya. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, quickly, follow me. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Get ready. You start hearing that verse almost every day. Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 16. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah. <laughs> Something just happened. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 16. Verse 17 following down to 18 Ephesians this time I'm just going to post my thing by myself I don't want anybody to waste time Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 down to 19 okay He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Who is the person talking? This is Apostle Paul. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you. So daily, I cease not. So it was something that he does every day, every time. I cease not. I cease not. He says, making mention of you in my prayers. So this was the prayer that Apostle Paul was praying for the church of Ephesians. Or the church at Ephesians. Verse 17. Let's look at what he was saying. He says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you. Just look at the titles. He says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. You see, anytime the word glory is mentioned in regards to the word, the Bible says we are changed from glory to glory as a result of contacting the word, as a result of looking into the word. So, Apostle Paul is now saying the father of glory. <laughs> I know you're not getting that now. Don't worry. It says that he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. That he may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Now, some people are thinking maybe there is a kind of spirit called the spirit of wisdom. Or there's another spirit. 
No, there is no other spirit. The word spirit there in the Greek, it means news. And that word means the mind. The mind. So, that the Lord of Angels Christ may give you a mind of wisdom. The word wisdom is the word Sophia in the Greek. Wisdom is Sophia in the Greek. Is anybody from Nanasewa here? Anybody here? I taught you wisdom in the Hebrew, right? What is Hebrew? What, what is wisdom in the Hebrew? Can you remember that? Anybody? Okay. So the Greek word is Sophia. Now, what is the meaning of Sophia? Sophia means full intelligence. Full intelligence. So he's praying that God will give them a mind of full intelligence and revelation. The word revelation is the word apocalypse. It means to uncover. It means to reveal. So he says, I'm asking the Lord that he will give you a mind of full intelligence that uncovers he says, the things concerning Jesus in the knowledge of him. So the things concerning Jesus, the things concerning Jesus, the things concerning what Jesus Christ has done, what he has done for us. We need to see what he has done for us. Because when we see and we appreciate what he has done for us, then we can stand how we ought to stand. We can be what we ought to be. You would know who you are. What you can do and what you have. Now, follow me. So, he's praying for them that they may receive a mind of full intelligence. A mind of full intelligence. A mind that reveals. A mind that discovers. A mind that searches. A mind that investigates things concerning Jesus. Now let's go to verse 18. Yes, that word is chokma in the Hebrew. You should not be asking. You should know definitely. Verse 18. It says, The eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding. Now the word of the, the, the word, the eyes of your understanding is a figure of speech. The eyes of your understanding, which stands for the mind. We know that understanding is the place of the mind. So in, in other words, he was focusing on the mind. You know, the mind is one of the um, 
most important part of a man. You know, the Bible says, the God of this world have blinded their minds. He have blinded their minds that they will not behold the light of the glory, the light of the gospel of Christ. He has blinded their mind. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. He has blinded their minds. Amen. Amen. So Apostle Paul was mainly focusing on the minds of the believers. You see, our minds, if we are not rightly taught, then the believer would not be able to function how he has been called to. He will be limited. So he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Hey, do you know the word enlightened? Please communicate, communicate. I want to see the fire coming. Just communicate with me. If not, I want to know that you are there. I want to be sure you are listening to me. Amen. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The word enlightened is the word photizo. Photizo. Photizo means being flooded with light. This is the eyes of your understanding. Being flooded with light. In the first verse, it says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you always in my prayers, that the Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He says, as a result of that, this is what will happen. The eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. Amen. So as a result of you receiving a mind of full intelligence, that begins to search out, that begins to discover the things concerning Jesus. He says, your mind will be flooded with light. Your, your mind will receive light. <laughs> the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Being enlightened. He says, oh no. He says, being enlightened. What is the purpose? The purpose of your mind receiving light. Now, what is light? What is light? The light should stand for the truth, right? The light should stand for the word, right? So it says, being enlightened that you may know. So the purpose of the light is that you may know. You may know what is the hope of his calling. You may know what is the hope of his calling. And what's the riches of the glory of his sins, of his inheritance in the saints. Amen. So now, we are called to know who we are, what we have become, what we have in him. Amen. So, as you pray this prayer for yourself every day, what is going to happen is that the eyes of your understanding is going to receive fortizo. And then you are going to know why you are called. The reason why you were called. You are going to know the things, the riches, what you have in Christ Jesus. Verse 19. Verse 19 now says, and you are also going to know. Verse 19 says, Oh, sorry. I posted verse 18. 
verse 19. It says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? What is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us, to us, what we believe. It says, According, according to the working of his mighty power. You see, we are called to know his power that is at work in our lives. So as you begin to pray this prayer for yourself, what is going to happen is that you are going to know what you have, who you are, what you have become, what you can do. You are going to do, you are going to know the power that is working inside of you. Ah, ah, that is how Apostle Paul can wake up one day and say, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me. Because he knows. He knows what he has. He knows what is working inside of him. So somebody can wake up and declare, For they that are for us, and more than they that are against us. Hallelujah. You know, the word of the Lord brings you boldness. He brings you to the place of confidence. Sometimes you just sit down and laugh. Glory be to God. This morning, I want to take you through a very, very important teaching. It's very, very systematic. I just want you to follow me. So we are going to pray for ourselves first. I ask and I receive. Repeat after me. Say, I ask and I receive. I ask and I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You see, I hear some people saying, I want to grow spiritually. I want to grow spiritually. Prayer itself doesn't make you grow alone. Prayer alone doesn't cross spiritual growth. Haven't you read? As newborn babies, as newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Amen. Okay. I ask and I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I ask. Let's go. Let's pray. Let's pray. I ask and I receive. I ask and I receive this morning the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray for yourself. Open your mouth and pray for yourself. I ask and I receive. I ask and I receive. The eyes of my understanding have been enlightened this morning. I receive light in the name of Jesus. 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 I receive light. I receive light. Oh my God. The eyes of my understanding have been flooded. Have been flooded. Have been flooded with light. I receive understanding. I receive illumination in the name of Jesus. Ah, 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 
Robozi ke brendol se belegendo barababoa. Romoze belegendo barababoa. Manda balaganda brandol seha. I bring you to the season of greatness. I bring you to the season of flourishing. Marandol sabagazi zaya. By the word you stand. Robozi kinda barababoa taya. Rakumbala zwataye. Oh, by the word you stand. I say by the word you stand. By the word you stand. By the word you stand. The eyes of your understanding are being flooded with light in the name of Jesus. Rabose begetaya remota balagatwata ibote peregizo zoa. This morning, I know what I have. I know who I am. I know what I can do. I know the power that is working inside of me. Glory be to God. Ramosa bagatwata rabosiando sabalaganda baboha ma paragoste le bezizoa ragobozi geborokonda baboha rabosiando sabagadaya robogenda paragote bozoa ragopagatoa this morning i see this morning i see i see clearly i hear clearly 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 i see clearly I hear clearly. I see clearly. I hear clearly. I see clearly. I hear clearly. I see clearly. I hear clearly. In the name of Jesus, I see clearly. I see clearly. I hear clearly. I see clearly. I see clearly. I hear. I hear clearly. I hear clearly. In the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, I see clearly, I hear clearly. In the name of Jesus, the eyes of my understanding have been flooded with light. <laughs> I stand in the place of victory. <laughs> Glory be to God. I stand in the place of victory. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I stand in the place of victory. Marando sebelegizo paragada baya. Oh, brando sebegindo zaya. Ramosege de belegindo robosinda rababohaya. Oh, rabasanda rabababoha. Rogorobosinde paragada paragada baboha. Robosinde leborokonda rabaragada baboha. Robosebelegizo paragada baboha. Romos Ziando sabarakonde rebosanda haya rakura basa balagara baragara baboha rabosebelegi sabaragara baboha rabosende rebelegi sabaragara baboha. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Why do we need to receive light? Why do we need to receive light? You know, one of the people who walked with Jesus, one of who walked with Jesus. Was Peter, the captain of the disciples? <laughs> he was there when Jesus Christ said, "Go ye into all the world," but he did not understand because they stayed only in Israel. They stayed only in Jerusalem, preaching the word, and they never preached to anybody apart from the Jews because they thought that the word or the gospel was only for the Jews. But the Lord Jesus Christ said, "Go ye into all the world." Now, because Peter was failing in his task, the Lord had to recruit another man and train him. So the man, Paul, was recruited for this mission. And 
in the desert the visions of God the visions of God was being released to this man and understanding was given to Paul it was given to Paul you see this understanding that was given to Paul was revelation he was being taught by Jesus Christ himself so if you see all through the Bible there is no man who has revelation like Paul so if you want to understand the message of Jesus Christ to the church you have to listen to Paul because the message for the church was given to Paul no other not even Peter amen now let me show you what Apostle Peter said concerning about Apostle Paul ah, now I begin to feel the teaching anointing now it says it says Second Peter chapter 3 verse 16 it says as also in all his epistles speaking in terms of these things in which are some things hard to be understood it says there are some things hard to be understood which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also to the, to the other scriptures unto their own destruction <laughs> they are hard to be understood there are things hard to be understood that is the statement of apostle peter but later he came to the light Apostle Peter came to the light And then he started speaking like this He said we are a royal generation A holy nation uh, A royal priesthood Prince and king Ordained by God hey, uh, You see he started seeing He started receiving for Tiso After reading from Apostle Paul You see you know that this is the language of Paul This is who I am in Christ Jesus so after Apostle Peter started reading from this man, his language started changing. Hey, we are king and prince ordained by God. These are languages used by Apostle Paul. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Said there's more for me this morning. Nothing is hard for me to understand in the word of God in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive the word of God in accuracy. I receive the word of God in precision in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, my mind is receptive. My mind is receptive. Say, I understand. I understand. I am not confused in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 amen, 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 amen. We are going to um, lift those hands and just bless the Father tonight. Going to the word now. If you need to take notes, you can take notes. I will be taking you through a certain topic which I can't finish today. But I'll try my best. At the throne of grace. Say, at the throne of grace. At the throne of grace. Yes, Lord. Miracles abound this morning. 
Yes, Lord. I lift up my eyes. The harvest is here. Glory be to Jesus. The glory cloud is here this morning, resting on your minds. The power of our God. Awesome is your name. Miracles abound. Glory be to God. The mighty hand of God. Oh, I lift up my eyes. The harvest is here. These are times of glory manifested. This are seasons. Thank you, Jesus. These are times manifested. Say, my hands heal the sick. Say my hands heal the sick. Say my hands heal the sick. Say my hands heal the sick. My hands heal the sick. My hands raise the dead in the name of Jesus. Say healing works through me. Healing works through me. Hallelujah. Oh my God. These are times of mighty manifestations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. These are times of mighty manifestations. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's quickly go at the throne of grace. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, I will start with a question. You know, I like starting teaching by asking questions because I like to see what people usually think. You see, I'm discussing with you at the throne of grace. Now, when the Bible says, listen to me, Jesus shed his blood for us, what does it mean? When the Bible says, Jesus shed his blood for us, what does it mean? He shed his blood. I'm not going to waste too much time. I will just make it rhetorical so I can move ahead. You know, when we, when we hear this, the first thing that comes to our mind is we see Jesus on the cross with blood pouring out of his side. You see, that is the normal thinking. Oh, he shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. So we see Jesus on the cross with blood coming from his sides. You see, that is the picture that we have in our minds whenever we say, oh, Jesus Christ shed his blood. Okay? Now, there is a difference between the blood of Jesus pouring out and Jesus shedding his blood. What you saw on the cross was the blood of Jesus pouring out, being poured out. It was being poured out. Whilst the outpouring of the blood is physical, the shedding of the blood is spiritual. Just follow me, just follow me. Just follow me. Some of us, we think that the blood of Jesus was shed on the cross. Let's go. Now, let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 5. 
Hebrews 8 verse 5. Okay. It says, Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things? Oh, I think I should take that from verse 4 so it should be much more clearer. Okay, let's read the verse 4 first. Let's, let me take verse 3 and verse 4, then verse 5. Okay, verse 3. It says, Who save unto. Oh, sorry. Gilbert, help me, help me, help me. Post um, from verse 3 down to verse 5. Verse 3 down to verse 5. It says, For every high priest, for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. This man is talking about to Jesus. He says, For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Who serve, now, this is the offer gift according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Oh, stay there, don't jump, don't rush, don't rush. Follow me. He says, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. He said, these priests that offer gifts according to the law, they serve as a shadow of heavenly things. Amen. So, whatever they were doing on earth, whatever the priests, the, the Jews, the, the priests were doing on the earth, it was as a result of what they are seeing in heaven. So the plan of priesthood and then the tabernacle was shown to Moses from heaven. So what they are doing is a shadow of that which is in heaven. So the, the, the thing in heaven is the original while the one on earth is the shadow. Now follow me. It says, Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things? It says, As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. It says, For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern is not complete. Verse 5. It says, That thou make all things according to the pattern show to thee. Show to thee in the mount. Amen. So there were things that were shown to Moses. For Moses to build the tabernacle, he was taken to heaven. And things were shown to him. And then from what he saw in heaven, he replicated it on the earth. So the tabernacle and the priesthood, everything that we see is as a result of a shadow. Is a shadow, not the original of what was going on in heaven. Okay, follow me. So God showed Moses and instructed him to follow the pattern of heaven. 
So whatever Moses practiced was a what? A shadow. So everything, follow me, everything in the Old Testament that was practiced in the Old Testament is called what? Shadow. They are shadow of good things that are to come. Let's go to... um, when we look at the shadow, we can understand some things. Just by looking at the shadow, the, the things that they do, or the things that they did, we can understand some things. Let's look at um, something in Leviticus chapter 16, verse 14. Leviticus chapter 16, verse 14. Just follow me. Follow me. Leviticus 16, verse 14. And he shall take off the blood of the block and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle off the blood with his finger seven times. Now, I want to ask you a question. In this particular verse, we saw he shall. Who is the he? Who is the he? He says, he shall. We have he, take note. And then, what do we have again? We have the blood. Yes, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Who is the he? The, the he should stand for the high priest. Okay? So the high priest takes the blood. We have the blood. We have the high priest. We have the blood. And then we also have the mercy seat. It's been sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Okay? And then the blood was gotten from a lamb. Is that not so? So we also have a lamb. We also have a lamb. Which part of the lamb was sprinkled on the mercy seat? Answer me. Which part of the lamb was sprinkled on the mercy seat? Follow me. Don't be distracted. From this verse, which part of the lamb was sprinkled on the mercy seat? The blood. Now, watch this. So on the earth, these things were happening. But in heaven, the original thing happened. So, what was happening on the earth is a shadow of what is happening in heaven. So, it means that what they were practicing, it has already happened in heaven. That a, the high priest took his, his blood and sprinkled it upon the mercy seat. Okay. Do you understand up to that place? Do you understand that? Now, In the whole of the Ark of the Covenant, where is the most important place? When you look at the Ark of the Covenant, from what we have just read, in this particular verse, where do you think is the most important place? Yes, where is the most important place? 
Oh, are my people sleeping? Are my people sleeping? Look at place. It doesn't need to be um, direction. It can be anything. Okay. Inside where? <laughs> where is the most important spot? Okay, let me use the word spot. Where was the blood sprinkled on? Why was it sprinkled on the mercy seat? So the mercy seat is the most important place. The mercy seat. Because the blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. Okay? The blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. Okay. Now follow me. We see things that are very, very critical. Number one, we saw the high priests. Number two, we saw the blood. Number three, the mercy seat. So these are things that are where? Are they on the earth or in heaven? Are they on the earth or in heaven? Are they on the earth or in heaven? I will gain my students today. I will gain them. I will gain them. Okay. From where did God show it to Moses? What is on the earth? Is it the original or the shadow? The thing on the earth, is it the shadow or the original? The mercy seats, the high priest and the blood, are they the original or, the, or they are the shadow, right? Because they were copied from the original in heaven. Okay. So it means that the place where these things are going to happen is where? In heaven. Okay. So... In heaven, the high priest needs to come and sprinkle the blood before the mercy seat. Okay. Let's move. Now, why? Why the blood? Why the blood? Why is it that the blood is necessary? Why the blood? Follow me. Follow me. Please. You see, I have just started, so I am building. If you don't understand this basic part, you don't understand what I'm going to say. So it is important you understand me. Follow me. Now, it says, Genesis chapter 2 verse 17. It says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, I have already taught you in previous classes that death means what? Death means separation. Death means separation. Death means separation. So when God said, Adam and Eve were going to die, it means they will be separated from him. So we saw this thing happening. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 9, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? You see, the reason why the Lord spoke to Adam and said, Adam, Adam, where are you? Is because, is because, 
there have been a what? A separation. Adam, Adam, where are you? Because there is now a separation between Adam and who? And God. Amen. Follow me. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Also says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and death by sin. So, what is he saying? He's saying that sin brought separation. You know, the word sin there is not just sin, but the nature of sin that separated man from God. You see, so you need to listen to um, our previous teachings. You can listen to spiritual growth, the eternal nature, one and two. Now, so, and death by sin. So, watch this. We, we are separated from God by the nature of sin. Yes, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So, if I ask a question right now, what is the problem of man? In the garden, what was the problem of man? What was the problem of man? What was his problem, his major problem? No. His major problem was not sin. What did the sin produce? The sin caused what? The sin brought, what did the sin bring? Separation. Separation. So, death or separation is the major problem of man. So the problem of man in the whole world is not poverty. Listen to me. The problem of a general problem of men in the whole world is not poverty, is not sickness, is not disease. The general problem of man, what we have in common is that men have been separated. Men have been separated from God. Death. That is the problem of man. That men have been separated from God. So now, there must be a way to fix this problem. What is what to be the solution to man's problem? What to be the solution? If someone is hungry, you give him food. If someone is thirsty, you give him water. Is that also? So if someone is dead, what do you need to give the person to come back? Huh? If someone is dead, life, life. So the solution to the problem of man would be life life amen okay okay follow me if it is the blood that covers sin you know the blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat is used to cover sin don't worry what kind of lamb was used? Remember that the law was a shadow of good things to come. What kind of lamb was used? What kind of lamb was used? Let's look at Leviticus chapter 1 verse 10. Be fast, be fast, be fast. We don't have much time. Be fast. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 10. Another, pe- another person, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 3 verse 1. Leviticus 1 verse 10. Leviticus 1 verse 10. Leviticus 3 verse 1. And if his offering 
be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or of the goats, for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. So, what kind of lamb was used? A male lamb without what? Blemish. Are you there? Oh, Gilbert, are you there? Leviticus chapter 1, verse 10. Okay, here we go. It says, And if his offering be of the flocks, follow me, namely of the sheep, namely of the sheep or of the goats, for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a what? A male without blemish. A male without blemish. So, he shall bring a male without any kind of problem. You see, this was in the law that the kind of lamb that they are going to use is a male without blemish, a male without any kind of spots. So, this is the type of lamb that is qualified whose blood is going to be used. Okay. The word blemish. Listen to me. The word blemish in the Hebrew is the word taumim. 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 It means to be whole. Taumim means to be whole. It means to be complete. It means innocent. It means innocent. That is the word without blemish. Without blemish. It means to be whole. It means to be complete. It means innocent. So it was not just the blood of any lamb, but the blood of an innocent lamb. So what Moses saw in heaven was that an innocent man, an innocent man did what? Sprinkled his blood. So, are you beginning to get the picture? Okay, just follow me. Just follow me. So it's not just the blood of any man that can save, but the blood of an innocent man. Now watch this. Why should they use animal's blood when it is not animals that sinned? Huh? Can somebody answer me? Answer that question for me. Why were they using the blood of animals when it was not animals that sinned? Was it a goat that sinned in the Garden of Eden? Or it was a sheep that sinned. Why were they using animal's blood? <laughs> so, is it how can animal's blood redeem a man? Can animals stand in the place of men? Is it possible? Do you think it is possible? Huh? Is it possible for animals? For the blood of animals to redeem men. Okay. To find out, let's quickly look at this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4. Quickly. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4. 
Quickly. Hebrews 10 verse 4. Hebrews 10 verse 4. This is at the throne of grace. Hebrews 10 verse 4. It says, For it is not possible. For it is not possible. Let me display that to you. It says, For it is not possible. Oh, I don't know why my phone is not actually copying. Okay. Sorry. Hebrews 10. Okay, that is it. It says, For it is not possible. That the blood of bulls and of gold should take away sins. Did you see that? <laughs> it is not possible. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It is not possible. <laughs> so it means that everything that they were doing was just a waste of time. They were doing it. As an example of what is going to happen in heaven. Just like how, what is this? Just like how water baptism. Some of you think that water baptism is the main thing. No. Water baptism is not the main thing. Listen to me. Water baptism is a shadow. Some of you think that water baptism is in the New Testament. Water baptism is not in the New Testament. Water baptism is in the Old Testament. Oh, I don't want to take you too far this night. You see, for you to be dipped inside the water, it means you died with Jesus Christ and you have resurrected with Him. You, so, it is just telling you, it's a sign. As they dip you inside the water, it signified you, you died with Jesus. And as you are brought out, you had lifted out. You came back to life. Do you see that? Okay. So, water baptism is a representation of salvation. It's, a rep- it's representing salvation. Just like how water baptism is representing salvation, the blood of bulls and of goats and of sheep were just being used to what? They were being used to what? To represent the actual things, the real things, the original. Okay. So it is not possible for the blood of bulls to take away sins. It was man that sinned. So what can we use to cover the sin of a man? Is it the blood of a goat? It must be the blood of what? If it was man that sinned. What should be used to cover the sin of man? Is it the blood of goats? What should be used to cover the sin of man? Man. So it's not just the blood of a man, of an innocent man. Thank you. Innocent man. You know, they, they said the lamb must be innocent, without blemish. Amen. Okay, follow me. You are really learning. Follow me. Now, It is the blood of an innocent man. Why can't we, we can use babies? Hey, babies are innocent. Eh? Babies are innocent. Can't we use baby? Oh, somebody talk to me. Can't we use babies? Babies are innocent. Huh? 
We can use babies. Ow! <laughs> Someone said we can use babies. Someone said no, we can't use babies. Why shouldn't we use babies? Babies are innocent. We should use them. <laughs> now, have you forgotten the nature of sin? The Bible says, and death passed over all men. So every man coming from Adam was also a what? A sinner. So a baby, that baby is having the nature of sin. Do you see that? That baby is having the nature of sin. We can't use a baby. No matter how innocent the baby is, we can't still use the baby. Although the baby is innocent, we can't use the baby. Because this baby is still coming from Adam. With the nature of sin. Amen. Do you understand that? I hope you understand that. Okay. Now, follow me. Let's look at... What is special about the blood? You remember the high priest shall sprinkle the blood with his finger. What is so special about the blood? What did we say is the problem of man? We said the problem of man is what? Please follow me, follow me. We said the problem of man is what? Death, right? So what did we say is the solution to the problem of man? Life. So what we need is what? Life, right? Okay. Now, let's read Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Oh, I still have a long way to go. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Leviticus 17, verse 11. Becca, are you there? Are you there? Becca, are you there? Or you have slept off? What about Ella? Are you there? Or you have slept off? Becca and Ella, are you people sleeping? Okay. I have to sack you today, Gilbert. You are not helping me at all. Leviticus 16, verse 14. Okay. Leviticus 16, verse 14. Leviticus 16, verse 14. Okay. Leviticus 16, verse 14. It says, And he shall take of the blood of the bullock. Oh, we read this already. Leviticus 17, verse 11, sorry. Leviticus 17, verse 11. 17 verse 11 17 verse 11 17 verse 11 Thank you It says for the life Of the body Is in its blood I have given you Do you see that the life Of the body is in its blood Blood That means Life can be found where in the blood. That is why the blood is so special. And that is why... Uh, so, 
That is why we, the problem of man is death. What we need was, was life. So, where can we get life from? From the blood. So, what Moses saw in heaven was that the blood was sprinkled in heaven. It is for the life of the body is in his blood. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right to the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. So, it is the blood. The life in the blood that makes purification possible. Oh, um, this um, this this session is going to end. When it ends, I want you to join again, join again, join again. The moment it ends, because oh, should we stop here for today? Should we stop here for today? When it ends, join again. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Okay, the moment it ends, join again, join again, join again, join again. This session is going to end. Are you understanding something? The moment it ends, try and join again. Okay. Now, we are going to look at the word atonement. What does it mean? It is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. The Hebrew word for the word atonement is kafar. Kafar. K-A-P-H-A-R. Kafar. Kafar. Now, kafar means to cover. Kafar means what? To cover, to cover, atonement. So it is the blood that makes a covering. Do you see that? It is the blood that makes a, what a covering. That is kafar. The book of Leviticus, chapter seventeen. Verse 11. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11. Also, where? Okay. Yes, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that make it an atonement for the soul. Amen. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Think Malini break it. This for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So 
we went to look at the word atonement. What is the meaning of atonement? I said it's from the Hebrew word kafar. K-A-P-H-A-R. Kafar. Kafar. And kafar means to cover. So kafar means a covering. That is the word kafar. So now, let's read it as covering instead of atonement. Let's read it from verse 11. It says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make a covering for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh a covering for the soul. For it is the blood that make a covering for the soul. When you read it like that, it should make more sense. So, what they say is that it is the blood that hides that sin's nature. It's the blood that covers the sin. It is the blood that hides the sinful nature, that covers the sinful nature. Amen. So, you know, it is not just the blood, but the life in the blood. You know, death brought sin, brought separation. So man was separated. There was a separation between God and man. Since there was a separation, life is needed. Life is needed. Life brings a covering. Life brings a covering. It covers that separation. Do you see that? Life covers the separation that have been created between man and God. So we can see that the blood is the physical representation of life. We can see that the blood is the physical representation of life. And we can say life represents the spirit. Life represents the spirit. The blood, listen, is the physical representation of life. So if we want to talk about life in the physical realm, we talk about the blood. If we want to talk about life in this in the spiritual realm, we talk about the spirit. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Are you there? Oh. Are you guys sleeping? Now how can I make this much more clearer to you? Now, look at, um, I said, the blood, the blood is the physical representation of life, physical, in the physical realm. How do we know life? The blood represents life. In the spiritual realm, the spirit represents life. Okay, so in the spiritual realm, the spirit represents life. Now, let me show you an example of something. Let's look at Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. 
The book of Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. Look at Genesis chapter 4. Let's be fast. Genesis chapter 4 verse 10. Oh. And he's asking a question. So did the outpouring of the Holy Spirit occur at the cross? Okay. Don't worry. We are going there. You would find out. You find out. Look at Genesis 4 verse 10. He says, And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. You see, he said, The blood the voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. Does it mean blood was actually crying? But was saying the spirit of Abel was crying. You see, but he used blood to represent that. It means the spirit of air was crying to God. The spirit of Abel was crying to God. So now, let me ask a question. Can we say blood means life and life means spirit? Can we say blood means life and life means spirit? Can we say that? Yeah, okay. Now, let's come back to the message. Let's come back to the message. We said the blood is a symbol of life, and life represents the spirit. The blood is a symbol of life, and life represents the spirit. So, what is the blood of Jesus? What is the blood of Jesus? So, when people say the blood of Jesus, what would it mean? What would it mean? What would it mean? When people say the blood of Jesus, what would it mean? It's life in the spirit. It means his spirit. So, we can say, can we say the blood of Jesus? Is the spirit of Jesus or the life of Jesus? I think we can say it that way. That the blood of Jesus is the life of Jesus. Or the spirit of Jesus. Okay. So what do we need? Is it the blood or the life? What do we actually need? Is it the blood or the life? What do we actually need? Is it the blood or the life? (laughs) Okay. Someone said the blood, someone said both. Let's let me give you an analogy. 
So, do you think that it was the blood that came out of Jesus, the flesh of Jesus, that was used to save us? Huh? Do you think that it was the blood that came out from the body of Jesus that was used to save us? Okay, let me ask you a question. The blood that came out on the body of Jesus, where did it fall? Did it fall in heaven or on the earth? So, if it fell on the earth, how did it save you? (laughs) So, if it fell on the earth, if the blood fell on the earth, how did it save you? Let me ask another question. Where should the sprinkle the, the sprinkling of the blood be made? Where would the high priest sprinkle the blood? Is it on the earth? On the messages? So how come you are saying the blood that came out of Jesus and fell on the earth saved you? You see, we are actually looking at the physical things. But what happened was actually spiritual. So it means that the blood of Jesus was not shed on the earth. It means that the blood of Jesus was not shed on the earth. The blood of Jesus was not shed on the cross. But we saw it pouring out. We saw it coming out of him. But if it happened on the cross, then we are not yet saved because it is the wrong place. Now, who should sprinkle the blood on the mercy seats? So it means that, okay, follow me. So it means that, are you all here with me? So it means that, for Jesus to sprinkle his blood, he needs to go where? He needs to go where? Where does he need to go? Where does he need to go for Jesus to sprinkle his blood? Where does he, he needs to go to heaven, right? So Jesus needs to go to heaven before he can sprinkle the blood. He needs to go to heaven 